This is PGA Tour Countdown. And welcome in, everybody. Frank Bassett joining you for this edition of PGA Tour Countdown. It's a slow week. Well, there's no tournament this week, but there is a lot going on in the world. The PGA Tour are doing a lot of different things to help out caddies and other little bennies that will be occurring in 2024 that we'll get into next week when we do a series on the Live Golf PGA Tour Countdown. Countdown to December 31st, I guess we should say, say, hello, we should say, which is uh, when the first draft, I guess, or final edition or whatever is going to come out of what may or may not be a relationship in PGA Tour Enterprises and all the tours. We'll see. We just don't know. Uh, There's some rumors about John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay this week, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. Just a lot going on. Is, is John going over to Live Golf? Is Live Golf going to change to a 72-hole format? Um, just a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, really. But what I want to do is give you a little bit of what happened after the RSM. Um, your winner, Ludwig Aberg, of course, with his press conference, which was very, very good and enjoyable. And uh, Mackenzie Hughes also in his press conference. So let's get right to it. Let you hear what they had to say because it's not something that's on TV. It's something that we have in the media center on the tour. And uh, gives you a little better insight into the players uh, that you don't know a lot about, Mackenzie and, and Ludwig. So here we go. Let's hear from them, and then we'll wrap this thing up. All right, Mac. So a great week, and I guess good battle back. There. Just how are the emotions of how the weekend played out and how you played? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to sit here and be disappointed. I mean, um, you know, a small part of you is obviously like, you know, you, you want the win, and that's kind of what we play for on Sunday when you're that close. But, you know, to shoot 60, 63 Saturday, Sunday, and I, you lose to 61, 61, I, I don't know. I just, uh have to feel pretty good about things, and I feel as though it's one of those tournaments where you finish up and you feel like you didn't lose the tournament, you just got beat, and uh, yeah, just got beat this week, so uh, hats off to uh, Ludwig, uh, I played unbelievable golf. The You solidified your spot in the next 10, we're in a good spot, but now you know you'll play Pebble and Genesis, what does it mean to you, what do you look forward to about playing those tournaments? Yeah, I mean, those are some of my favorite venues on tour, so that's, um, yeah, very exciting, and um, happy to have uh, yeah achieved that, and uh, more than anything, kind of happy to see momentum in my game and see some something uh, building towards uh, you know more or less more or less what I expect of myself, and uh, so this was a, a great step for me and um, a nice way to finish the year off. What's your plan for the next few weeks? Uh, I'll be up in New York this week for Thanksgiving with my wife's family, and then um, yeah, kind of just uh, laying low for a while. I'll, probably put the clubs down for a couple of weeks and uh, just kind of take stock in the year and uh, make some plans for the off season and uh, we'll be back, back on the West Coast here uh, before we know it. Where in New York? Uh, Fredonia, yeah. So actually my wife and her friend and uh, her brother and his wife are at the Bills game today and that's where I actually was planning to be this week um, and I decided to come here and play. So um, I'm still excited to get to a Bills game here shortly, but um, yeah, we'll 
um, coming here this week was obviously a pretty good decision for me. What are you most proud of from your season? Um, just kind of the resiliency. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't say I've, uh, you know, certainly the results have been tough, but I mean, playing professional golf is not, um, is not tough in uh, a real world sense, but uh, definitely yeah, results wise this, this year was, um, was a bit tough and to see some positive there at the end of the year with Mexico in here um, has me feeling pretty good going into to next year. Seeing Ludwig's game up close, what impresses you about his and what level of star, star power does he possess? Yeah, I think uh, sky's the limit. He's kind of the, the modern-day player. I mean, uh, number five was probably the, 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 the true example of that or the prime example of that. Just, uh, you know, I'm playing left for that bunker, and he flies it on the green and two putts for birdie. And uh, it's a super impressive shot. Um, to not only hit it long, but to hit that straight. So, um, yeah, he's got the whole, the whole package. Um, he's got a good demeanor. Doesn't get too up or down. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of him for the next few years. What changed your mind about coming here? Like how recently did you think Well, honestly, like the fall, I mean, prior to Memphis, I, you know, I was like if I make it to BMW, I probably was only going to play a couple times in the fall. Um, and then when I missed and finished 51st, I kind of put together a fall that was somewhat normal to what I would play typically, and that included RSM. But I kind of thought to myself, like, if I'm in a really good spot or I've played really well up until RSM, I might skip there and kind of shut down early. Um, but it's hard to ignore that I've, you know, played pretty good here over the years, and uh, this is further proof that this is a pretty good place for me. So, um Obviously, pretty happy I came, and um, but yeah, it's nice to see just a good kind of a good result and just momentum for myself going into next year. What, what does it mean to get into two of those two signature events? Yeah, no, I was <clears throat> telling Kevin that those are two two of my favorite venues on tour, Pebble and and Riv. So to have my spot in those fields and. Yeah, my goal was to play my way into all those events, and so getting the first the first couple is a, is a big step, and um, yeah, I'll work hard to make sure I'm in the, the rest of them too. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Yep. Hey, everybody, Frank Bassett here, and I want to tell you about something that I've learned from Masterclass, and I'm implementing it right now into my life. I'm learning about crisis management. Managing situations that are very difficult when they hit you right in the face, and it seems that they usually come in a multitude. They they just they hit you, and so you know what I did. I went and took a master class from George W. Bush for one interesting, interesting master class. Master class makes a meaningful gift this season for you and anyone on your list because both of you can learn from the best to become your best from leadership to effective communication. To cooking. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, in the app, or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors. They're going to help you reach the next level. How much do you think it would cost to take a one-on-one class from some of the world's best? Easily hundreds to thousands of dollars. With a Masterclass annual membership, it's $10 a month. Memberships start at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 
180-plus masterclass instructors. You can learn how to negotiate a raise from Chris Voss or manage your relationships with Esther Perel. Even take a class from Coach K. You know, I'm looking at that one, too. Because what I found with masterclass and the 180-plus masterclass instructors is you can go to one, go to another, go to the next one, go to sports, go to cooking, go wherever you want to go. It's just unbelievable and gives you so many options to pick from. It's just the best product I've seen in a long time. So boost your confidence and find practical takeaways you can apply to your life and at work. And if you own a business or you're a team leader, use Masterclass to empower and create future-ready employees and leaders. Let me tell you, 11 different categories, 180-plus instructors, you can't beat it. You just can't beat it at all. So here's what I want you to do. This holiday season, we want you to give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash PGA Tour. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash PGA Tour. Masterclass.com slash PGA Tour. Offer terms apply. Okay, we'll get started. We'd like to welcome Ludwig Aubert into the interview room, our 2023 RSM Classic champion. Ludwig, from the last few months from Texas Tech, sweeping all of the college awards, finishing number one PGA Tour University, and then coming out on the tour. You've won on the DP World Tour. You've won the Ryder Cup, and now you are a PGA Tour winner. If we can get your comments on what that journey has been like. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to put that into words. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people I want to thank uh, that are close to me. And, you know, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have been possible without him. So it's uh, it's been a while, six months, but it's been uh, so much fun. And, you know, I still pinch myself in the morning when I wake up uh, to kind of realize that this is what I do uh, for a job. And, and, you know, it's, it's been so much fun. And these experiences that I've had over the last six months has been beyond my dreams. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget it. The records that you set this week are almost too many to mention, but you tied the low score in PGA Tour history in a 72-hole event. You won this tournament by a record seven shots. You had the low closing 36-hole score in PGA Tour history. <laughs> just, take, just talk to us a little bit about your play this week. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was striking the ball very well um, all week. And to be honest, I feel like I've been uh, striking the ball quite well over, over the last couple of months. So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of them weeks where, where everything kind of comes together. And, you know, I made a few putts here and there that are very important. Uh, first two rounds, I made a few nice par putts that kind of keeps the momentum going. And then obviously today, Mackenzie and I played some really good golf. And, you know, he he really pushed me. And, and you know, I think I pushed him as well. So, to kind of make those few birdies uh, when it matters is uh, is very, very cool. Your win gets you into the century. 
You finished number 53 in the FedEx Cup fall standings, which gets you into the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am and also the Genesis Invitational. Just talk a little bit about what this does for setting you on a path for 2024. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when you put it like that, it's it's uh, quite surreal. You know, if, if you would have told me this a couple of months ago, I would not have believed you. Um, but, uh, you know, it makes me emotional to think about it, but it's uh, it's really, really cool. And lastly, to do it here at Sea Island, which you've talked about your affinity for this place mm-hmm. before. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got to play the Jones Cup here two years ago in 21 um, and, and, you know, fell in love with it. Um, we were here, played a college event here last year, uh, fell in love with it again. Um, so, I've, you know, I've played all these courses around here at Sea Island and, you know, I absolutely love it. Um, and uh, to kind of get my name on that trophy is, uh, is, is very, very, um, very cool. All right, good stuff. We'll open it up to uh, questions. If you'll raise your hand, we'll get a microphone to you. Yep, we'll start with Rex. <clears throat> overstate this but how would you assess your performance specifically over the last 36 holes um (laughs) i don't think i've ever shot back-to-back 60 once um to be fair so that's obviously um you know something that i'll probably never ever ever gonna do again um but uh you know to do it here at sea island playing seaside golf course is you know one of my favorites just visually it's really cool um so, you know, I felt like I was, uh, you know, playing well and and then kind of got it all together, uh, you know, when it really mattered. What were your emotions like, if any, coming down the stretch? You looked outwardly very calm, but I'm sure there was mm-hmm. a lot going on inside. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of these scenarios running through your head. What's going to happen? Am I going to win? Am I not going to win? And, um, you know, I feel like uh, last couple of, you know, I've had a lot of experience over the last few months to kind of prepare me for those moments. Um, and, you know, I try not to get ahead of myself. Um, you know, even though you're playing uh, with the lead on a golf course like this, you still need to make birdies. You still need to chase. Um, and then obviously Mackenzie did that as well. So I think I, I, I was I was quite calm, but, you know, I was obviously very nervous. Um, I can't, can't really deny that. And, um, but it's really cool to kind of see myself do that. And it gives me a lot of comfort and, and validity that, you know, I can do it. Okay, let's go Sean and then Gary. What do you do to handle the nerves or what did you do today to handle the nerves? Um, you know, I, I try sometimes. So my tendency is is to get more stuck in the past more so than the future. So I, I tend to get more disappointed and frustrated with myself uh, more so than, you know, getting angry. I never get angry, um, but I do get disappointment, uh, disappointed and, and that kind of lingers. So I think this week I did a really good job of letting that go. Um, and, and you know, even though coming down the last couple of holes, obviously all these scenarios are running through my head of, you know, what's going to look like when I'm on 18 and, you know, what's McKenzie going to do and he's going to charge me. So I just, you know, through the back nine really expected him to make a lot of birdies, which forced me to make birdies as well. Um, but uh, breathing really helps to kind of calm you down and, uh, and then you try to just stay where your feet are really. Just curious, your golf swing, was it something that came naturally to you? Was there someone you're trying to emulate or a teacher who made it that way? But, you know, we all talk about your ball striking. Did your swing always mm-hmm. sort of that way and been refined? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like me and my coach, uh, Hans, back home, we did a really good job quite early on to, to work on my swing. And um, whenever I started the high school that I went to where he's a coach, um, those I think like first two winners where we had this massive winter break in Sweden uh we did a lot of work on the technical uh side of things and 
that's kind of been uh, you know been maintained over the last couple of months or last couple of years and um, but there hasn't really been anyone that I try to emulate uh, you know I don't think you can do that in golf I think each each and every you know body is different and it's going to react differently and uh, I think it's very difficult to try to copy one swing um, so I just try to you know play my own game and, and then you know try to understand what your tendencies are and, and kind of pick up on that uh, you've won them both tours, Ryder Cup. Now this, it's a long way from Lubbock, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, everything is a long way from Lubbock. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get to Texas Tech? Um, so when I was recruited back uh, a couple of years ago, our, or my coach, Greg Saints, came over to Europe. Um, I was playing these junior events, uh, European boys and uh, British boys, and he came over, recruited me, and, uh, you know, there has been uh, a lot of Swedes and Scandinavians in the past at Tech, um, so I was able to kind of talk to them and, and, you know, get some inside information, and once I did my visit, I fell in love with it, um, and, you know, I still live there. Um, I'm about to move, though, but, you know, it's still, I still call it my uh, second home. And I know there's been a little bit of a breakneck, you know, whirlwind for you since you got your card you played a lot. Played a lot. In Europe, Ryder Cup, all this. Uh, do you have any plans to uh, take it easy for the next few weeks, or are you going to play in some off-season stuff? Um, so I'll be playing the Grant Thornton Invitational event in Naples uh, in December. So that'll be my last event of the year. I'm playing with Madeline Sackstrom, which is funny enough, my caddy's fiance. Um, so I think he's going to have a, a, a tough week that week. I'm, I'm going to try to be nice to him. Uh, but uh, but I'll do that, and then I'll go back to Europe for for a couple of uh, for a couple of weeks. All right, let's go, Adam. How has uh, how has Peter Hansen become a big part of your team, and and what has he done to help you get to where you are right now? Yeah, definitely, Peter. Uh, I think I want to say just over a year, probably a year and a half. Um, since we kind of first met and obviously his resume is unbelievable and he's one of the prolific Swedish players we've had um and you know he's he's also uh, a very nice friend so I think his uh his experiences has helped me a, a lot you know he uh he's been there he's done that he's you know won big events and played in Ryder Cups and I think just his uh you know demeanor and, and small little things here and there that you know he can teach me um and you know I try to I try to do as much as he says. Uh, if he tells me something, I'll try to do that. And uh, you know, he's a he's a great mentor. Um, you're going to get to go to Augusta. What does that feel like? Uh, amazing. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it that much, to be fair. But uh, you know, um, Augusta is such a special place, and I can't wait to tee it up. All right, let's go over to Sean. <clears throat> What's the best piece of advice you've received about? playing pro golf um best piece of advice is um you know i think there's a lot that goes into it um you know for me because i was i was quite good in college um i knew that it was going to translate into into pro golf and you know these guys that that i played with in college are you know they're as good as me um and and you know anyone can come out here and win i feel like uh because the level is so good in college um 
But, you know, I think um, one of the most uh, important advice is probably just to, you know, it sounds so cliche, but you need to play your own game. Um, kind of like I said with a swing, I don't try to copy anyone. I don't try to emulate anyone. I just try to play myself and, and then trust that that's good enough. And I think that's what college golf has, has made me realize and has made me, um, you know, think that I can do it. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's very, very fortunate for me that it pays off this quickly. Yeah. When did you realize you were good enough to do this? Um, I started I started playing very well in college, um, and I started winning tournaments in college. And I think I think the whole concept of winning a tournament, I just fell in love with it. I just absolutely love it. Um, and there's something something very weird and special about it. Um, and you know, you just want to do it again and again and again. And um, and you know, ever since when I won in Switzerland, um, you know, I still live off that um and i'm sure i'm going to live off this for a very long time as well so hopefully i'll be able to do it again but uh you know it's, it's really cool have you ever been to augusta the masters i have actually um we did uh my freshman year of college we did a like a weekend trip with a couple of donors so we got to spend a day at augusta we we play the golf course and we play the par three course and i uh, just had the best time and if you look back at since you left Lubbock, and I know this is going to be hard, but what stands out? I mean, you had so much fun and success at the Ryder Cup, win in Europe, win here. Is there one thing that stands out? Um, I think there's a lot of things that stands out. Obviously, this is going to be very high on the list, but I think the week we had in Rome was unbelievable as well. Um, for me to kind of you know, build a relationship with those guys that obviously that I've looked up for, uh, looked up to for such a long time and, um, to come out on top and to win and, and, you know, to kind of be a part of history, I guess was really cool. Um, and it's really special to play in that team event. Um, and, and, and that kind of, to see that whole team dynamic was, was awesome. And finally, where are you moving to and why? So I'm moving to uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Um, one of my one of my good friends, uh, Vincent Norman, who also plays out here, um, he asked me if I wanted to hop in his guest room, and he, I said, yeah. Um, so he's going to be my landlord for a little bit. So uh, that'll be nice to kind of keep that social connection and social network that I had in college um, and, and to, to stay with uh, him for a little bit. Watch out for Tennessee Street. What's that? Stay away from Tennessee Street if you want to. <laughs> um, I look back to Mexico last week, and, and until number 12 today, you had 85 bogey-free holes in a row. When you're on that kind of a roll or when you like you birdied six out of eight today, you had a couple of streaks. Are you aware of that when it's going on? You know, <laughs> I, did, I didn't know the you 85 back, holes. Yeah, um, 85 in a row. I was aware that uh, my first – my first three rounds was bogey free. Um, so that bogey I made on 12 sucks, but, um, you know, it's, it's really cool. Like I said before, I try to, you just stay where my feet are and and try to, you know, it's such a cliche, but hit the best shot. Uh, the next shot as best I can, but it's really cool to, you know, sit back and and look back at those things. Yeah. And not to belabor your only bad shot of the day, but what did happen on that tee shot? (laughs) Well, it was like 200 meters into the wind and, my forearm is about 200, and I try to hit it way too hard. And whenever I do that, my tendency is to flare it out a little bit to the right. Um, and, you know, it was just one of them bad swings. But I was a little bit in between clubs, but um, tr- just try to hit it hard and then flare it up to the right. All right, Adam. Ludwig, when you look back at this victory, 
Is there a shot or a hole or a moment that's going to stick out in your mind as kind of the signature moment of this week? I think my putt on 17. Uh, just now when I'm thinking about it, I think that one is, you know, obviously I hit it way too hard and it snapped at the end and went in, but uh, that was quite cool. And, you know, it makes makes the 18th hole a little bit more stress-free. Um, so I think, uh, I think I'm going to sleep well on that one. All right. Anything else? All right, well, Ludwig, it was fun watching you this week, and we look forward to following you for the rest of your career. Congratulations once again. Thanks so much. So there you have it. You've heard from uh, Ludwig, and you've heard from McKenzie, and you've heard from me, Frank Bassett. And we are going to get out of here because it is Thanksgiving week, and uh, I'm hungry. Need some turkey. Need some dressing. Need some gravy. Need some mashed potatoes. Some sweet potatoes. Need some everything. We really appreciate all of you listening to PGA Trip Countdown. We'll have a really good show for you next week. We're going to have some guests for a change. Uh, change the format just a little bit again because uh, well there is a tournament going on next week i should should say something about that tournament it is tiger woods tournament the hero and the bahamas but we're going to bring you a lot of stuff so for the golf talk america network team and the pga tour countdown producers i'm frank bassett saying we'll catch you around the turn <laughs>